Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment live at the Minnesota State Fair. Woo! Current air temperature? 120 degrees. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. Doesn't matter. It is warm outside. Listen, it's not like a super high dew point day. They're kind of low ish humidity for how hot it is, but. The fact of the matter is the sun is baking down and that will not stop some 220 plus thousand people from coming out here and enjoying. The the second Saturday, I believe, is routinely the highest attended day of the fair. Frankly, no, I don't want to offend anyone who's here, but I always wonder, did you have a choice? And did you choose to come? To, I didn't have a choice. They made me come today, and I'm happy to be here. But I always wonder, maybe it just works out. Some people can only get here on the weekend. They can't get off work. And so maybe they're crowd people. Some people are crowd people. Some Donna. people are crowd people. I am not one of them. So sorry. Um, hey, we have a sort of an abridged version of our show today. A quick idea to let you know what's coming up here. We are going to be playing the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. What time are we playing that at? We're going to play it at 1.30. 1.30. That was your suggestion. Is that what I suggested? That it absolutely is. I went back and checked your word. That's why it says we are playing here. Oh, okay, great. We'll do it right there, which will be a lot of fun. And then we'll work our way uh, through some entertainment news, some fair highlights, things like that. But we begin with sad news today uh, out of the music world that Jimmy Buffett, the man behind Margaritaville and many other vacation hits, has passed away at the age of 76. This came after news that back in May he had to cancel some touring dates due yeah. to an illness. Right. Uh, he did confirm at some point back then on social media that he did spend some time in the hospital, but outside of that we didn't know, we much, know much at all about the, the severity of the illness, so this came across as, I think, very surprising news to many people. Absolutely, and the post that his family put out said, Jimmy passed away peacefully on the night of September 1st, surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs. He lived his life like a song till the very last breath and will be missed beyond measure by so many. I absolutely love the song Margaritaville. It is just such the best sing-along. Let's kick it. So there was no such place as Margaritaville. According to Jimmy Buffett, it was a made-up place in his mind, basically about his experiences in Key West and having to leave Key West and then go on the road to perform and then come back in time uh, and uh, hit the beach again but um, and he also 
wrote that song while he was, I think, was he in Texas or somewhere like that? And a friend was bringing him to the airport to go back to Key West, and they stopped and had margaritas. And that's where the idea for the song came mm. from. And he started writing it, and then he wrote it on the, is it called the Seven Mile Bridge? Is it from Miami to Key West? Let's, let's go with yes on that, sure. He got, st uh, s some car was stalled on the bridge, and so traffic was backed up for an hour, and he finished the song. Hmm. And that is the song that we know today as Margaritaville. Of course, that soon inspired restaurants and resorts, which turned into a multi-billion dollar brand. Yeah, he ended up with a net worth of over a billion dollars at one point, and... Uh yeah, it's remarkable to think that that all came really from one song. Because, like, for instance, in Florida, I was in Orlando recently, and it's you can choose to stay at the Margaritaville Resort. That's and this right. came from, yes. you know, you go back to the origin story of how the song came to be, and it's really fascinating. For me, Jimmy Buffett is a uh, an artist that I didn't really get into much until, apropos, I think, the first cruise we ever took. We I was maybe 18 or 19, something like that. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And Jimmy Buffett, of course, was on heavy rotation at poolside out on the Lido deck. Yep, yep. <laughs> and it was like, wow. So I instantly, as just about everybody else did, associated that so much with vacation and relaxing. And he talked about, look, people have a lot of stuff going on. You got cares, concerns, stresses, etc. He wanted to help people connect with the idea of relaxing and getting right. away from it all. Yeah. And then looking to the places where you go on vacation, like... It was making me think this morning, you know, like if you're, if you're, let's say you're in Mexico and you're just at a resort and you are away from it all and you're in the blue water and it feels good and you know coming up on your calendar is exactly Jack Squat that day. That's right. And you can really disconnect. He becomes the soundtrack for so much of that. I think Jimmy Buffett, Bob Marley. I am on a beach somewhere. Absolutely. And, you know, he never really won any awards. I know he was nominated for a couple of Grammys, but he had said he was never recognized. I, I don't even think that song, Margaritaville, I think it was... Hit number eight, I hit think. Hit number eight, but it was, on, you know, it was on the Billboard chart for a very, very long time. But uh, he also finally won Single of the Year in 2004 for its 5 o'clock somewhere with Alan Jackson. Oh. So it was really an Alan Jackson song that Jimmy Buffett was on. I think they collaborated on it. And uh, they also won top vocal event for uh, ACM. And he joked in his speech, you know, I'm glad I... Because Alan Jackson was at the height of his career at that time. And he said, you know, I'm glad I could help this guy with his <laughs> struggling career. So he always had a great sense of humor, too. Well, I think, too, uh, Margaritaville is up there. My favorite song, though, is a, it's another Jimmy Buffett song. It's where he teamed up with another country megastar. And that would be his, uh, his Zach Brown Band collaboration. Fantastic. Knee Deep. My Fantastic. brother introduced me to Deep. Knee Deep. You know song. what he did? It's funny. He introduced me to that on the way to a cruise. Like 10 years ago, we were going on another family cruise, and he was like, have you ever heard this song? And he played it, and I was like, well, son of a biscuit. That well, is you know what? Song. And I think Jimmy Buffett had a big um, influence on the Zac Brown Band, because then they got into that beachy sound for a while. Sure. Kenny Chesney, of course, another example. 
in addition to some of Alan Jackson stuff. To reference what you just said, uh, Kenny Chesney and actually a lot of big time performers took to uh, social media and Chesney said, goodbye, Jimmy. Thanks for your friendship and the songs I'll carry in my heart forever. Sail on Sailor. And uh, Elton John actually also wrote on his Instagram, Jimmy Buffett was a unique and treasured entertainer. His fans adored him and never let them down. This is the saddest news. A lovely man gone way too soon. Yeah. Mm. Aw, that's also, lovely. you and I were talking backstage about the idea that it feels as though it's becoming a bit of a trend where celebrities, they pass away, and then you find out after they have passed that they had been battling an illness. And a lot of celebrities choosing to do that in private. Whereas I told you, look, and this will come as no surprise, if I get ill, there are going to be press releases out, <laughs> written by me. I am going to be live streaming it on social. I will want the love. You said you don't yes. want people coming by with casseroles. No, no. I don't want to be bothered. I don't even want to answer the door when somebody rings my doorbell now. But Donna, if you're about to <laughs> die, don't you want me to come over? No, I don't want you seeing me like that. Then, but I then want you to remember me. Like this. Oh, yes, yes, and what a vision. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. You know, if you know that you're ill, if you know that you're terminally ill, I'm sure people here have gone through this with their family members, where that family makes a choice. Are we going to open our door and allow this to be a parade of love, just whenever people want to stop by, great, or do we want to do it privately and quietly right. with just our right. little unit? You know, and going back to your point, um, you know, we saw what happened with Madonna. Madonna is in the hospital. Of course, now everybody, you know, assumes that it's the worst. Because, like with this Jimmy Buffett case, I didn't know he was that sick. I just right. thought, you know, Elton John fell down, hurt his, you know, hurt his hip or whatever, or his back. And he'll be back. You know, people now are going to start, you know, becoming alarmed. But anyway, 76 years of age, Jimmy Buffett passed away yesterday surrounded by family, his music, and his dogs. Here's what I'm thinking we should do. As, After, as, before we forget. Yes. I already forgot the person's name. Wait, is there a teacher here from oh, yeah, Clearwater? Our buddy Chris. Chris. Is it Chris? Yeah, Chris, she's right there. She's right in the middle. Chris! She, she ran up and she said, you better mention me or so help me. So that's what she said. And so we <laughs> no, took that a as good, a threat and we did it. He's a very good husband. Yes. Yeah, Keep he him. Sneaked He's a over. keeper. He sneaked over and said, yes. hey, give her a little shout out. Thank you for listening. And Thank a shout out to all of our other teacher listeners who are either uh, coming off of their first week of being back to school or got another teacher over there, a teacher that's about to go back to school on Tuesday. What we would just like to acknowledge is everybody's going to have a pretty bad case of the Sundays on Labor Day, on Monday. Right. And so the Sunday scaries are real and we support you. We're all going to get up. It's like what I tell my kids sometimes. Summer, the end of summer hits them hard on that first day of school for one more than the others. But, you know, you do the reminder with your kids of like, hey, well, guess what? Daddy's going back to work today. Mom's got things lined up. She's going to be out of the house. Everybody's going. So we'll all go out. We'll do our adventures. And then we'll come back and share stories about them. Yeah. That sounds awful. Donna. <laughs> okay. Now, here's what sounds awful to me. I said we all take nappy time. Okay. <laughs> What sounds awful to me is going from a sad start with the passing of Jimmy Buffett and going right into the latest on the Kevin Costner divorce. I would like to call an audible, if I may. All right, go ahead. What Omaha, if instead... Omaha. Yeah, Omaha. Uh, what if we changed this around? We'll put that into next hour. I saw this list of three shows that are always on Nielsen's most streamed list. They've been keeping track of this since like 2019. Okay. There are three shows in particular that are always at the top of the list. See if you can guess any of the three. Okay. 
Okay. We'll get into that when we return. It's Donna and Steve, a special Saturday edition live at the Minnesota State Fair. And we're back. Donna and Steve. I was going to try to make it work with the song, you know, but we're off a beat. And by we, I mean I. Sorry. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hey, Dee Dee. Hey. It's Donna and Steve. Hey, uh, Mike the Zamboni is out here also. Hong Kong. Yeah. He finally proved to us. Steve, Steve next year's shirts are going to be proven. Just going to say proven. <laughs> proven. You can wear it anytime you feel like you should. You, like, you just want to yeah. call somebody on it. Yeah. Somebody came out the other day, said he was the son of a very, very legendary musician, and Steve goes, prove it. I didn't say it like that, Donna. You kind of did. I just immediately said prove it, and turns out, good thing I did, because, frankly, we did research on the guy after he proved it. We think we might have gotten catfished. We think we can't find anything yeah, online think, that backs it up. I think this one's a ringer over here, too, claiming to be Mike's wife. Yeah, we, we were just introduced to Mike's, air quotes, wife. And uh, feels like a state fair plant, mm -hmm. if you ask me. <laughs> hey, what are we going to do with the that College guy? of Pop Culture Knowledge shirt might be a little too spot on, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. She's exactly. wearing the merch and everything. <laughs> I don't believe this. Exactly. You know, I'm fearing, what if we've lost a listener? The guy who we think may have catfished us also came up and said terribly nice things about us and our show and how much he listens. He moved in from New York a couple of years ago. And now here we are questioning his integrity. So what we need, if, if he is a, 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 an active listener, he's probably heard us doubt him. I have his email. You need to email him and say, listen, pal, thank you for <laughs> listening. And we looked you up on the Internet and... You don't seem to exist. Tell us more. Tell yeah. us why we should believe you are who you say you are. Or we'll just you, leave it there. Or, sir, you can email us. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Thank you. Yes. Good night. We hope to hear from you and we hope, because otherwise we would just hear the sound... Of no, silence. Stop it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Don't um, do it. I saw an interesting list this morning of three shows that are somebody's always streaming them. Nielsen started checking out streaming a long time ago and really trying to track it across all streamers: Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, etc. Um, see if you can name one of the three shows that is routinely in the top ten, and often one of them has the top spot. Stranger Things. Good guess. Wrong. The Office. Good guess. Mm. Wrong. Wow. Huh. Um. What are we hearing? Friends. Great guess. Wrong. How about South Park? Mm, wrong. Okay. Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Good guess. Wrong. Hmm. I'm not saying that those don't fall anywhere in the top ten, but I'm looking for specifically three that are always in the top ten and often switching out spots at number one. Seinfeld, great guess. You're wrong. Wow. <laughs> no one has been right yet. And that's what makes this sort of an interesting factoid. Okay, let me give you a hint here, first of all, uh, for all three of these. One of them has been on for a long time. Simpsons. No, wrong. A long time in terms of television scripted dramas. Oh. Drama. Oh, it's going to be the Grey's Anatomy. It's Grey's Anatomy. That is one of them. Yes, Grey's Anatomy, one of our three. Woo. We have two more. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Or that are always on the top 10 list of the most streamed shows okay. and often reach number one. One would be a children's show, not Bluey. Bluey makes the top 10. Great show. Can't recommend Bluey. Bluey I want to name my dog Bluey. Sesame Street. Good guess. Wrong answer. Say it again. Coco Melon is exactly right. Coco Coco Melon is a kid's show. Never heard of it. And it's streamed a lot all the time. There's one more. Think a show that old people watch, respectfully. Uh, Murder, she wrote. Close. What sort of a modern day version of that? Of course, it's on CBS, the old folks network, right? Isn't that what it feels like? Not 60 Minutes. (laughs) Blue Bloods. Not Blue Bloods. Good Good guess. NCIS. Yeah, NCIS is right. Okay. Yeah, that's low-hanging fruit. I've never seen an episode of NCIS. I've seen it, like, only, you know, kind of background. Coco Melon's been on the top 10 list of most streamed shows for 135 weeks in a row. What is that about? Like, what is Coco Melon? We're not a Coco Melon family, but there's a teacher. There's a teacher. And uh, is there a teacher? And there are kids. <laughs> you know what, guys? Google it. You've watched. Okay. You watch Coco Melon a lot. You, okay. Are, are you a mother? Child, Child care, care provider. Care She's provider. got it on all the time. So Coco Melon's okay. on all the time. Okay. Um, some of the others that make the most streamed shows list: Grey's Anatomy, NCIS, Coco Melon, Criminal Minds. Okay. Never seen it. Yeah, but you see, are you seeing a trend here? People like that kind of stuff. I know. People, murder. People love mystery. murder. They don't love murder. They're big fans of murder. I think figuring out is the, the key. It's not about the actual crime. It's the mystery. It's the it's solving. It's the mystery, the solving. Why did this happen? Getting inside people's heads. Supernatural is another one. Never seen it. This is the only, uh, the only movie on the most recent top 10 most stream list. It's an animated movie, not necessarily an extremely recent one. Disney? It is a Disney movie. Coco. No. Good guess. Great movie. Frozen? Moana. Oh, wow. Is correct. Yeah, Moana makes that list. And then, oh, my wife will be happy to hear about this. Heartland, which is a Canadian drama about a family that owns a ranch. And she says that this is her, her comfort show. That it's like if I go upstairs and she's gone to bed before me, I go up and she's got Heartland on because it's beautiful. It's shot in Canada. It's horses. It's mountains. What is it? Is it like a drama? Is it like a nighttime drama? Like it's a like a soap opera? Let's no. It's less than that. It is a. Anybody here seen Heartland? Uh, it's it's a soft drama. It's family dynamics. It's no one's getting 
Like Walton, are we like, like talking the Waltons, Little House? Uh, sure, modernish okay. adaptation of that. Okay. A lot of horse. There's a grandpa who's always like, well, I don't know if I'd do that. There, sugar. A lot of that. I always come in with that guy talking, and uh, and she seems to enjoy it. Um, okay. But you know, you don't see Stranger Things on that list. Uh, you don't see Suits is not on that list yet, it but will it's going to get updated, and it's yeah. going to be because people are devouring that show right now on Netflix and I I recommend that show I've seen 60% of it Lou went on a tear I'd come in I'd sit down I'd watch a finishing episode with her and I'd want the next episode you need to okay, watch it alright maybe I will it's a slick glossy high-end legal drama the dialogue is fun it's fast it keeps on moving okay. there's comedic elements to it Meghan Markle is in I it know. before she became the Duchess. Okay. you got to watch it. Maybe I will. Start it tonight. I don't know about that. Okay. Kevin Costner's got a show coming out real soon. We'll get to that coming up at 10.45. Oh, I said 10.45. What time is 1 it? 1.45. One, okay. You know. We're you doing know what fine. I mean. Guys, we're, listen. We're fine. We aren't going to give you our best today, and that should be evident. We shouldn't even have to say <laughs> that. It's Saturday. We're hot. We usually don't work Saturday afternoons. So the fact that we're here... I know, right? It's a miracle. Score. Hey, you know winning. what? We're going to play, speaking of winning, the College of Pop Culture Knowledge right after the break. Anybody can call here or at home. 651-641-1071. That's next. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve Show live from the Minnesota State Fair on My Talk 1071. Where talk is fun. We're on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. We've got a nice shady area out here if you want to come and see us. We are on Underwood, just south of Randall. Is that right? Ah, that's right. Nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. And the Big Zamboni's here with us, and we're going to play a game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's yes. a smart one. Or Steve. Yeah. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. It's a bonus edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge on a Saturday. By the way, Steve, after the fair, well, we'll find out after the fair where the score is going to be after today. But 92-86 is where we sit for the year. So he's got a six-point lead. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy for you. Donna. What, not you, is a different Steve. Okay. You don't know him. He goes to a different school. Right. And this is kind of a perfect day for us to be out at the fair because there are a lot of different items you can enjoy at the fair that feature one of our favorite meat products. Uh, and today, it's International Bacon Day. Yes. Oh, I love bacon. Big, big fat bacon on a stick is the best five bucks you'll spend today. That's the, that, that bacon's like half an inch thick after it's cooked. It's coated in like a maple syrup situation. It is so good. Oh gosh, now I wish I had it. What were we saying? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, we're going to play the game though, and again, everything in the category or everything today is going to be about bacon. Okay. Bacon and pop culture. Bacon. Before we bring bacon, our bacon contestant bacon. on, mm -hmm. Donna Valentine, when was the last time you <laughs> ordered or bought bacon and then ate it? Like intentionally? Yes, Donna. Uh, ten, not ten years, maybe a few years, because I had family coming to town and I was going to make them breakfast. Wow! So maybe five years ago. Unbelievable. Maybe four, four maybe. If I bought you big fat bacon on a stick today, would you eat it? No. Come on. I would not. You can though. 
Okay, Ain't I Ain't nobody judging here? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's our caller? And of course, to play the college pop culture knowledge, we need a player, and that player today is Britt. Hi, Britt. Thanks hey, for joining Britt. us. Hi, Britt. Hello. How's it going? Really good. Britt, where are you calling us from? I'm calling from the Big Apple Steve. Oh, it's yeah. just Britt in the city, our New York yes. friend. Hey, Britt. What it do, Britt, Britt? Oh, my gosh. What's going on in New York City today? Um, not much. I'm just kind of running some errands today. Doing the, doing the usual. I do have a Jimmy Buffett adjacent story. Oh, hey, hit us. We got time. It's kind of embarrassing, but so, Great. <laughs> you know, New York is full of amazing cuisine, right? Yes. I have a group of friends that we were all from the Midwest, and we decided to check off on our list Olive Garden, Hard Rock Cafe, all those classic American really bad That's foods. right. We just went to the Jimmy Buffett restaurant because it's about to close. I feel like it's just like culminating with his death today. Oh, see, listen, so. that was your way of, by extension, honoring Jimmy Buffett. You know, hundred percent. You know, hey, uh, good, one good qu- quality food. One quick question before we play, Britt. Regarding since you live in New York City, um, how do you, how do you grocery shop? Like we in the other parts of the world, we go and we fill our car up with multiple bags, and then we park right in front of our house, and then we take them in. How do you get yes. your groceries? This, this, I actually just had to do this today. So I have like a little local grocer across the street where I get like my fruit, veggies, and small stuff. And then there's a Trader Joe's by my work where I get the bigger stuff. And I just have two reasonable bags. Whatever I can fill in there is what I take. Okay. Next time, I'd have to do another trip. Do you, live down, do you live down in the village? No, I live in the Upper East Side. Upper East Side. Oh, yes. sweet. Whoa, wow. Okay. Somebody's yeah. doing good. All right. All right. Well, Britt, uh... <laughs> now that we've gone through all of that, the uh, the topic of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge on this special Saturday edition is bacon in pop culture. So with that, would you like to team up with Donna Valentine or Stevie Boy? Steve, I know we have New York City in common, but I'm going with Donna. Oh, Yay! that hurt me. Yeah, wow. Thank you, Let's get her back. I'm right. going to need your help, so this is great. Let's do all it. Right. All right. Steve uh, and Britt, yeah, Britt, you hang on. We're going to put you on hold, but you get to listen in, and if uh, Donna needs your help, you'll come in and uh, provide it if, again, necessary. International Bacon Day. Donna, yes, you ready to do this? Yes, and I'm not going to look up so that I'm not tempted. It's to okay, cheat. yeah, and everybody here, just please uh, hold your answers inside, uh, like uh, Pat Sage, I kind of remind you before the, the final uh, puzzle. Here we go. International Bacon Day, College of Pop Culture Knowledge. This is important. This is to potentially pull within five, <laughs> oh, which God. would then mean you could tie him up next week. Don't you think today should be worth two points if I win? Only if you win. We Correct. won't tell him that until, right, you, until you win. Here we go. International Bacon Day. Let's get it started with this one. The eldest of this sibling boy band had a Song of the Summer nominee in 16 titled Bacon that featured Ty Dolla Sign. I don't know this. Eldest of a sibling boy band. Uh, the, uh, the Kevin. Which fast food chain introduced the Baconator in 07? Uh, Arby's. Uh, in two of Kevin Bacon's top three highest grossing movies, his character's first name is Jack. Name either movie. Footloose. All right. Anything you'd like repeated? The first one. The eldest of this sibling boy band had a Song of the Summer nominee in 16 titled Bacon that featured Ty Dolla Sign. Hmm. All right. We're going to... Uh, 
put uh, or we're going to bring uh, Britt back in here again. I Britt, are you with us? Be able to help me. I'm here. All Hi, right, and she sounds confident. Uh, I Britt, am. I'm going to just <laughs> run through each one of these answers with you. Okay. Uh, we'll start on uh, the start with the first one here. As if I can get back to the right screen. All right, the first one is the eldest of this sibling boy band had a song of the summer nominee in '16 titled "Bacon." That's featured Ty Dolla Sign. Do you know who that is? Yes, I just saw the Jonas Brothers at First Night in New York. It's Kevin, or Nick Jonas. You're going to go with Nick Jonas, okay. Uh, which fast food chain introduced the Baconator in 07? That would be Wendy's. That's going to be Wendy's, okay. And then finally, <laughs> in two of Kevin Bacon's top three highest grossing movies, his character, his first name was, na- was Jack. Can you name either movie? I Kevin Bacon. cannot. I'll okay. go with Donna's answer on that one. Okay, she went with Footloose. Okay. All right, sounds good. We're going to bring Steve back in here. Hey, Steve. And, Britt, you're going to go on hold. All right, Steve, Steve. returns. I'm very worried because I know you're going to do well. That took a long time. That felt like a long time well, back Well, we were, you know, we had things going on. Okay. We were planning your surprise birthday party. Oh, it's coming up. Um, how did you do? Not great. <laughs> Really? But you think I'll do well? Yes. Interesting. Mm. International Bacon Day. All oh. these questions have to do with bacon. Are you ready, Steve? I'm ready. Let's get it started with this one. The eldest of this sibling boy band had a Song of the Summer nominee in 16 titled Bacon that featured Ty Dolla Sign. Jonas Brothers. Which fast food chain introduced the Baconator in 07? Uh, Wendy's. Nate, in two of Kevin Bacon's top three highest grossing movies, his character's first name is Jack. Name either movie. Footloose. Let me, um, can I repeat the first one for you? Please. The eldest of this sibling boy, or sorry, who is the eldest member of the sibling boy band that Ke- had the Kevin song? Jonas. Okay. Um, in two of Kevin Bacon's top three highest grossing movies, his character is named Jack. Name either movie. Yeah, I'll stick with Footloose on that. Uh, did we have the same answers? You did not. No. Let's run through these let's answers. Let's do a high five before we find out. All ready? Let's All go. Right. Let's go to the. Let's go to the second one. Okay. Uh, name the fast food chain that introduced the Baconator in 07. Uh, Wendy's. The yes. correct answer. I said Arby's. Oh. But no. guess who helped me out? Brit in the city. Brit helped no, her out. She's amazing. Bacon Brit. She knows what's going on. Uh, let's move to the third one. In two of Kevin Bacon's top three highest grossing movies, his character's first name is Jack. Name either movie. I'm pretty sure he was Ren in Footloose. That Darn sounds it. right. That's I couldn't absolutely think of the one right. where he was a b- prisoner. So the m- two movies that could have been named, not that one. Uh, Apollo 13, he was the astronaut Jack Swigert. Did not know he was in it. Yep. <laughs> and then in A Few Good Men, he was Captain Jack Ross. Uh-oh. Those Did are two he was of that. the three highest grossing okay. Kevin Bacon movies. Okay. Huh. Going to the first one, this eldest, uh, the eldest of the sibling boy band had a Song of the Summer nominee in 16 titled Bacon that featured Ty Dolla Sign. After I asked you to elaborate, Steve, you said Kevin, jo- or Kevin Jonas. Yeah. Donna didn't get any of these right, by the way. She okay. uh, just, I don't even remember what she said for the first one. But Brittany I said Kevin. said Nick Jonas, which is the actual is correct right? answer. Brittany. No way. So Brittany, shockingly, Brit the gets the victory wow. for Donna today. Britt, way to go. Woo. I'm Let's walking go here. Thank suck you, Britt. Hey, Britt. I can't believe Nick Jonas. Doesn't Kevin just look old? 
older. Poor guy. Poor guy. I don't no. think so, no. Really? I he always thought Kevin was the oldest. No. Wait a minute. He, he We've is. got. I'm getting. Wait, I'm wait getting an email. Hang on, Britt. Wait, Stand Britt. by oh, in New oh, York. Oh, yeah, don't go, don't go. We're going to the tiebreaker. Yeah, don't go <laughs> popping that boob, Clico. Just yet. Who's the oldest? Kevin's the oldest. Who wrote this question? Uh, the oldest is indeed Kevin Jonas. So, but that's the that's the incorrect question. Yeah, yeah, right. It was who sang the song "Bacon," which was Nick Jonas. So we're gonna go to the tiebreaker. Wow, head in a blender on that one. Let's do the tiebreaker, Britt. It's happened before. It's happened again. Wow. I don't understand what's happening. So here's what happened. Uh, The question was incorrect and said the oldest brother of the Jonas Brothers. He said Uh, Kevin, which is actually correct, even though the one who sang the song was Nick. Was Nick again? Who wrote these questions? Let's go ahead to the uh, tiebreaker now. You don't even have to be a part of this. This is kind of between Britt and I at this point. Wow. I'm just saying, if you wanted to get <laughs> fruit or something. I'll we're, get it going. We're going to go to the tiebreaker. You. Britt, you're in this as well. Again, yell out your name when you think you know the answer to this. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing before we get into this tiebreaker. I am looking for a movie. The title of a movie. I'm looking for a movie. So name the movie, and I'm going to start with a quote. Here we go. Every morning, I wake up, I smoke a cigarette, and then I have five strips of bacon. And for lunch, I eat a bacon sandwich. And for a midday snack, bacon. A whole damn plate. And I usually drink my dinner. That quote is from 95-year-old Grandpa Gustafson, the father of John in this 1995 comedy set in Wabasha, Minnesota. Donna was first. It's uh, oh, give me a second. It's the guys who are fishing, and uh, what's her name is in it, and it's called the Grumpy Old Man. Oh, she got man. it. Oh, yeah, thank Donna. you. Yeah. And thankfully, you <laughs> you saved it from the. Uh, oh my God! I have to talk. Debacle that was that first question. So oh thank my you. God. Wow. Wow. We Ooh. got there. That felt like a Saturday edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, didn't I, it? I knew it was going to be Grumpy Old Men, but I was trying to figure out the name of the movie before you got to Wabasha. Got it. Uh, uh, well, hey, Britt, congratulations. Uh, you Did she win a MyTalk t-shirt? Uh, actually, it's Movie Passes, which I don't think she's traveling back to Minnesota for, so uh, we'll uh, maybe get you a t-shirt. Yeah, we'll, send you a t-shirt. we'll figure we something out. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah, we'll... i got to wrap MyTalk in New York. Yeah, Love that's it. right. We'll, that's we'll get right. you something to wear out yeah, there in Tell C100 to suck it. Yeah. We're <laughs> walking will, here. Donna. And PLJ. Hey, Donna. And okay. Hot Donna. Okay, okay, Britt, sorry. thank you. All thank right. you. We love you. Thank, thank you, you for listening. Love you. Thank you, right. Britt. Have a good weekend. That is Britt in the city all the way from the Big Apple where she listen, listens. Uh, that's fun about the podcast. We have listeners from all over. Although Donna may have scared off perhaps our only listener from China. Jing but, Lai. No, but, I love Jing Lai. Yeah, but then you started but, uh, I raging about TikToks, TikTok and uh, saying China, and it was a whole thing, and now we may have lost the Chinese <laughs> listener. So thanks, Donna. No, she still loves us. Hi, Jing. Hey, Jing. Anyway, we got to go. We're running late. All right. Uh, what do you uh, want to do when we come back? Let's talk about Kevin Costner and what's going on, because he was in this battle over child support, had a hearing, and I think he might be happy with the outcome. We'll give you the update when we come right back on My Talk 107.1, live from the fair. Doobie, 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 do. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Don't forget about the lactation station. It is right next to our booth. We are on Underwood, just south of Randall. So if you're within, you know, if you're listening to our voices right now and you got a little baby buddy boo that needs to have its diaper changed, 
You can stop on over at the lactation station. It's lovely. It's air conditioned. There are rocking chairs in there. Thank you to Patio Town. And also, uh, thank you to Health Partners Park Nicollet and Proof Alliance for sponsoring the lactation station this year. We appreciate you. There's diapers in there, too, you guys. There's wipes. There's water. Uh, you know, I'm going to go this whole fair without... Going into the lactation station. Without seeing the inside station. of it and seeing what the accommodations look like this year. I'm so sorry for your loss. <sighs> you know, you're doing this Kevin Costner story. Yes, and we're going to get through it. I'm trying to log into Wordle, which has suddenly become a racket. If you have detached yourself from Wordle, you've played every day. I play every day, and I usually get it, and I get it usually before, before the 5th. And I could not get it today. Ooh. I came close. Now, I was one letter off. They're throwing up ads beforehand. They are? I'm trying to continue just to get in to no. play it. No. And it's not letting me play. All right. Well, will you pay attention to oh, now what I'm you're in. getting paid to do? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to try to stay focused. You're my best friend. Okay. Uh, Kevin Costner just found out how big of a check he has to cut to his estranged wife, Christine uh, Baumgartner. Each month for child support. Remember, she was. I want to guess. She was asking for two hundred and forty-eight thousand dollars, and he's like, "Are you kidding me? She's just asking for it because I can afford it, not because that's what it costs for the kids." One hundred and seventy-five thousand is my guess. I did not look at this. You would be wrong. Dang. He was looking more towards sixty-three thousand dollars a month. There's a big disparity between those two there numbers. There sure is, and the judge ruled yesterday that Kevin will be forking over $63,209. Wow, so that's a win for him that from is, a financial yes. standpoint. $63,000 is less than half of what she uh, was getting in temporary support. That was $129,000. And remember, she, again, asked for two forty-eight. dollars um, <laughs> You know, it's really sad, so though. Money. It's so sad, though, because, you know... Kevin took the stand. She refused to look at him while he was on the stand. Oh. And he said, somehow in this unusual world, we didn't make it, and I'm sorry. Isn't that just heartbreaking? Yeah. The yeah, the whole thing's been sad, and we don't know definitively why it's happening. There have been some rumors that have popped around the Internet, but you can't totally make sense of why this has happened. Don't look. What just happened right there? Mike is showing me his Wordle situation, <laughs> and we're not talking about that right now. Anyway. Can you do the next 60 seconds just telling Mike about this? No. And then I could Wordle my way out listen, of the story? You've got three minutes to pay okay. attention. Okay, so listen. His testimony also featured him saying he wanted to pass his properties down to his children, and he said, I don't hide money from my wife. He also said that... Um, she denied that she had a boyfriend, some other things. Um, Kevin, that's something that he had insinuated in legal documents, and her lawyer said that Christine and the kids were photographed vacationing in Hawaii over the summer, but that person is only a friend of both of theirs, and he, she did take a loan from him for $20,000. That wasn't money that he gave her. It was money that he loaned her. But here's the big thing, okay? Kevin has argued that his income is taking a hit this year as he decided to leave Yellowstone, opting to fund and star in his own Western passion project. That is called Horizon. 
And at a deposition, he, per, you know, he refused to answer questions about whether he was given the chance to star in the sixth season of Yellowstone or whether he'd choose to walk away. However, now we hear that he's thinking about suing the producers of Yellowstone. What does he want? Money for uh, that could be time coming short on the show or something like that? Um, well, here's the deal. He was paid $24 million, okay? He was supposed to be part of... Uh, season 5A, Season 5B. Only Season 5A has been filmed. Sure. Okay? Yep. But now, they were discussing how much time he was supposed to put toward the filming. They were making it difficult for him to do his own project. And so now, they're, they've come to... How did he say? He said something like he was trying to... Uh, break loose the log jam and they walked away and um, so he was supposed to do five A and B season six season seven he said it's it's very complicated there were issues about creative um, they walked away from the discussions and so now it seems that the 24 million dollars he was referring to in court yesterday was for the sixth and seventh seasons only. So I don't know if he got paid. It seems that he didn't, which is why he's saying, I can't afford to give her this much money because I never received this. Mm. So there are some issues going on creatively. What's really bizarre is that this isn't like he's going off to do a sci-fi movie or a sci-fi oh, show no. that he's creating. He's creating a Western, a direct competitor to, to Taylor Sheridan right. and all of his Western universe. It's so it makes bizarre. sense that there's a lot of uh, issues behind the scenes when they're literally going to be direct competitors. Yeah. <sighs> I know. I don't know. These, these divorce stories... Remember very sad. just a few months ago, yeah, the SAG award. The, yeah, it was the Scott SAG awards. He couldn't get to. He won an award. They stayed home as a family. They celebrated. There's balloons. Yeah. They sort of made light I of the fact that they changed. weren't able to get there. Nobody knows. And what changed. yeah, that's the thing. That's what makes it a little uh, strange that we just don't know what changed. Fine line between love and hate. He Whoa. says he still loves her. He's like, of course I still love her. And I don't want to hurt her. And that was one of the reasons that he was worried about having kids with her. He didn't want to have kids and get married because he has three kids from a previous marriage. It's all very complicated, Steve. Boy, all I know is $63,000 a month should be able to get by. I got faith. You know Me what I mean? Too. Me too. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, hour two of the special Saturday broadcast of Don and Steve.